following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for Casey's Take on Sports, taking a look at sports all across Middle Tennessee with Casey Patrick, who covers sports in Dixon County and Cheatham County for Main Street Media. Now with a man who always has a take, here's Casey. Good morning. How y'all doing? Uh... Let's see. Today, uh, we've got some stuff that I, I need to get off my chest. We're going to start with the Matt Olson, Freddie Freeman, Atlanta Braves saga. The whole thing, we're going to go over it. Uh, then we're going to move to Tom Brady unretires. Uh, whatever. And then next day, uh, next step is going to be the uh, NCAA tournament. We're going to talk about a few things. Maybe not the tournament itself and the bracket and such, but um, we are going to talk about a few things and especially how the committee got a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to end off with high school sports as usual. So stay here, stick around, and check out the show. All right, so um, the deal with – there's a lot of stuff going on with, with Matt Olson. Um, it's – I. Uh, Matt Olson is kind of misspelled right there on the screen. That's all right, though. I did that. That's my fault. Um, fat fingers. But uh, we're going to go Matt Olson. And and I know that there's a lot of different things to do with, with the whole deal between him, the Atlanta Braves, other teams that are involved, Freddie Freeman. But I, the, the most important thing, and, and I need to say this first, I, I feel like this should be said first. Um, Matt Olson, if you ever watch this, I, I think you're going to love Atlanta. To other Atlanta fans, I think you're going to love Matt Olson. Uh, very good defensive first baseman. I think he's five years younger than um, Freddie Freeman. Uh, of course, he hit. I think he hit 38 or 39 home runs last year. And I saw a chart, and this isn't my chart, and, and I don't know who to give credit to, and I'm sorry for that. But I saw a chart on Twitter uh, yesterday that showed uh, where all of his hits landed as far as, like, doubles and, and homers and stuff like that. And, I mean, Oakland Coliseum's pretty big, and he had a lot of doubles that would have been in the fourth or fifth row as seats at, at uh, SunTrust. It's Truist Field now, whatever. They might sue me for that one. But um, I'm thinking Matt Olson's really going to like Atlanta. He's from right outside of Atlanta, I think. He went to Parkview High School in Georgia, so – um, I mean, you, you got to think the kid was probably a, a Titans fan growing up. I can call him a kid because he's younger than me. That's nuts. I'm old. I turned 30 not too long ago, so some of my hair is getting gray. But um, but he, I, I consider him a kid. But um, I think he's going to like playing for Atlanta. I think a lot of Atlanta fans are really going to like him. Um, but and moving on to the to the next part of this first take, um. Brace fans, including me, I mean, we're just not going to be happy about this for a long time. And there's there is a lot of wrong on a lot of different sides. Because first of all, the Atlanta Braves, uh, I think they showed um, they sh- somebody showed that they made like 
568 million last year, like just straight profit. That may have just been a certain amount of time. That may be a complete lie. I don't know. Um, but Liberty Media and the Atlanta Braves made plenty of money last year, and they've made money, plenty of money over the last few years that Freddie Freeman getting paid should have never been an issue. It should have never been a problem. Freddie Freeman should have had uh, extended contract before last year even started. Um, Liberty Media is cheap, uh, and now I get that. Um, I don't think Alex Anthopoulos is cheap. I don't blame this on Alex Anthopoulos. Um, I blame this on Liberty Media. They were scared to pay Freddie. Um, he he is he was a core piece to the World Series championship last year. He's been a core piece of this team for ten years now, at least. So it's it's um it's a little tough to see him go now. I mean, there's nothing official as of right now. Uh, I, I know I just I just saw something pop up on Twitter. I think John Heyman said the Red Sox are now interested. Um, I don't I don't really care where he winds up. I kind of figured it would be the Dodgers or the Yankees just because they're willing to spend money, which as much as I hate, I hate those baseball teams, they are willing to spend money. Uh, the Atlanta Braves had the money, should have spent it, but they didn't because they're cheap. They're cheap. Um, I mean, and we saw it with Ronald Acuna's deal. We saw it with Ozzie Albee's deal. They were cheap. I mean, like, even those deals are cheap. And, and I feel bad that Albies and Acuna signed those. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm kind of happy that they did sign them because they're around a little bit longer. But um, Liberty Media has been cheap the whole time. Um, uh, they, they own Sirius XM. XM and um, whenever stuff started to get too, uh, too taxing for them there, they just stopped bringing people back. They, they stopped renewing contracts of – of their on-air radio hosts. So it's um, – they've shown in the past that they're not willing to pay for talent. Um, so uh, so I, I, there's a part of me that doesn't blame Freddie because uh, I also feel like he should have had uh, a deal in place already. But there's another thing that needs to be said, and, and I'm going to leave it at this and then I'm done. There was another Atlanta Braves player. Um he was at the age of 33, and he took a pay cut so the Atlanta Braves could bring in some more talent around him. Uh, his name was Chipper Jones. When he was 33, he took a pay cut. Um, I think there is something to be said there. I don't know if that's fair to expect that out of Freddie. I, I know that, I mean, I, I'm sitting here making – X amount of dollars a year, right? It's definitely not millions. So it's hard. It's hard for me to sit here and act like I know exactly what I would do in that situation. But there's a part of me that is upset that Freddie Freddie sat up there on stage and said that he wanted to be a brave for life, and then he was offered what some national media member said was a very strong deal, and he's not going to be a brave. Unless something absolutely ridiculous happens over the next few hours, I mean, I, I'm assuming Freddie's probably going to sign with the Dodgers or the Yankees. If he goes to the Blue Jays, that'd be cool. I mean, like I'm still mad that he's not a Brave, but I mean, I, I wouldn't mind him going to Toronto. Um, but other than that, 
Um, I'm not a big – I don't hate the Red Sox, but, I mean, I just don't really care about them. I don't think that would really bother me. But I, I just have a feeling he's going to wind up with the Yankees or the Dodgers, and I hate both of those teams. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. Um, but there, there's a lot of blame to go around for me. Um, on, on Freddie, on the Atlanta Braves, a lot of blame to go around for everybody. Um, but uh, Matt Olson, if you ever see this, man, you're going to like you're going to like Atlanta. Uh, and Atlanta fans, you guys are going to love Matt Olson. Defensively, you're not skipping a beat with with Olson. Uh, offensively, the batting average may be a little bit lower, but the power numbers are going to be higher. Uh, I mean, he had a higher uh, wins above replacement than Freddie last year. Um, so uh, I think his wins above replacement was 4.5 and, and Freddie's was 4.0. Now, those are advanced metrics, and some people don't really believe in it, and it's blah, blah, blah. But when you look at the stats, like legitimate 162-game stats, other than the batting average, everything else is comparable or even better for Matt Olson. So um, Atlanta Braves fans, don't be too mad. I am kind of upset we gave up Shea Langoliers. I love him and Christian Pache. But, hey, that's the price of winning. Um, But uh, that's it for my first take. Now we're going to move to Tom Brady. Here's the thing about Tom Brady. We talked about we talked about him hanging it up not too long ago. I think it was like six weeks ago. I mean, that, that was one of the takes on that episode where we I talked about you know the greatest of all time retiring. Um, him coming back is not. I mean, it's not like out of the blue. A lot of people expected it. I don't know if I really expected it one way or the other, but it happened. So uh, more or less, just get over it if you don't like it. But this is going to be a pretty quick take, and I'm going to tell you why. I told you all this when he retired. I don't know why you would come out of retirement. Somebody put a funny joke on Facebook. They said uh, gas prices got so high, Tom Brady had to go back to work. So I think that's kind of funny. But um, I I do – I understand that he's a competitive athlete, and I understand that he wants to be – regarded as the best ever. I mean, there are so many different ways to look at this. But, man, you got you got a supermodel wife at home. You can live anywhere you want in the world. You can have the biggest, nicest house. Everything's taken care of. You have done everything. You've done it seven times now. Why? Why come back? He said unfinished business. What do you have that's unfinished business? I There's a part of me, and this is what I told my friends, we were sitting around. This is what I told them, and, and this is going to be it, and I'm done. I, I'm assuming this is what I would guess happened. Whenever Brady retired, he looked at Bruce Arians, and he looked at the Buccaneers front office, and he said, look, I want you all to go out, and I want you to find a quality replacement so that you all can keep winning. Now, I, I think he probably said, if you don't find one, I'll think about coming back but I really want you guys to find one. And the fact that, you know, Russell got traded to uh, Denver, Russell Wilson got traded to Denver, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers got a new deal. Uh, Deshaun Watson limbo still kind of funky for me. I don't know, you know, that I, maybe nobody wants to be in on that. Uh, even the Steelers went out and got Mitch Trubisky, who I don't think so bad. I mean, he's not great, but 
the big chips started to fall, and the Buccaneers found themselves looking at Jimmy Garoppolo and went, ugh. So I think maybe, and this is just this is just complete crap. I, I mean, I I have I have no inside information that this is true whatsoever. But I'm assuming Tom Brady, he 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 got a text from Bruce, and Bruce was like, "Man, we can't we can't get nobody. We can't get nobody. Just one more year, Tom." And I, he probably talked him back into it. Gronk probably talked him back into it too. I, I bet I bet Gronk wanted to play one more year. Um, like I said, I may be completely wrong, but there's there's a few different angles here that just don't make a lot of sense. Um, the one thing I am scared to death of, I don't want to see Tom Brady limp to the finish line. We saw that with a few quarterbacks here recently. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees was almost pitiful to watch there at the end. Ben Roethlisberger has been pitiful to watch for a, quite a while now. Peyton Manning that last year was not – that was not Peyton Manning. That was a different person. Um, now, you still got some winning teams there. I understand that those are winning quarterbacks, and that's what they did. They came in and they won. Um, but there's obviously a big difference between, you know, MVP Tom Brady and what will be a end of his career limping to the finish type Tom Brady. And I don't want to see that. I, I don't. I don't even. I'm not even a Tom Brady fan. I. I uh, but I can respect what he's done so far in the NFL. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but, I, I mean, he's been in the NFL about as long as I've understood what football is. I grew up watching Tom Brady, whether I liked it or not, because he was in every game at the end of the year. And there's just a part of me that even though I don't like him, I really, really respect him. And I don't want to see – I don't want to see – pathetic football out of Tom Brady. I, I didn't want to see it out of Drew Brees. didn't want to see it out of Peyton Manning. Uh, I didn't really care if I saw it out of Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, that was kind of funny. Um, but I, I do want to see Tom end on a good note, and I just hope that physically he doesn't start to fail. I just hope that physically he doesn't start to fail. But that's going to be my last take on that, or my, la my last bit of that take. Now we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. My um my original idea for the NCAA tournament for this right here is I was I was actually gonna just like speed run a whole bracket from start to finish champion national champion uh, University of Tennessee Volunteers are gonna be your national champion whether y'all like it or not I'm just telling you right now um but uh, I just I, I mean I hope that's true but um I don't know where my bracket's gonna take me yet I have not filled one out we've got one for Main Street preps here I need to fill it out um. But I, that was my first plan. I was going to go all gazillion games and, and try to fill out the perfect bracket. But uh, I decided um, I decided I was just going to talk about a few things. As far as I, when the Matt Olson news broke, I knew I needed to talk about that. When the Tom Brady news broke, I knew I needed to talk about that. Ooh, I just got to look at my shirt. Y'all like that? Y'all like my PlayStation? I like showing off my shirts on the show. Um, but, um, I, I knew I needed to talk about some other stuff, so I didn't want to do a whole 30 minute segment on the bracket. Um, but there is something that needs to be said about bracketology, the way it's done. 
first of all, Michigan and Rutgers have – both teams have absolutely zero reason to be in the tournament. Zero. Absolutely zero reason. Um, I don't I don't know why either one of those are in. Um, I guess Michigan's one of those teams that uh, they look good. They've got a lot of fans. It may be good for TV. Um, and then, you know, Duke and Kentucky both getting a two seed over Tennessee. I'm, yeah, I'm a Tennessee homer. You people know that. I, I get that. Everybody out there knows, all the people know, I'm a Tennessee homer. That's okay. I don't care. But there are a lot of people. I mean, when you have Dick Vitale and, and you've got all these other names, Marty Smith and, you know, Reese Davis and a lot of people bringing up, hey, why isn't Tennessee a two seed over Duke? I mean, Duke's not really been all that great this year. Um, it seems like there's a lot of merit to the to the side of Tennessee fans that are just kind of upset that the committee gave us a raw deal. Now, if you're a Tennessee fan, you look at the bracket, you think, "Ah, hey, Villanova, you know, whatever. Um, we play them. We play. We, we play anybody. Who cares? We don't care. That's fine." That's great. That's not my point. It's not about Tennessee's draw. Maybe it's the fact that AM, I why is AM not in the tournament? I get that conference champions get their spot. I think that's a beautiful part of the bracket. That's one of my favorite parts of the bracket. But there are other like Michigan, who went 17 and 14, 18 and 14. How were they in over Texas A&M? That's disgusting. It's a disturbance. Texas A&M made it to the championship game of their conference tournament in the toughest conference in college basketball. Those guys got absolutely screwed, absolutely screwed by the committee. And and the other thing that really bothers me is Lenardi sat up there, and, and after being asked the question about you know, why Tennessee didn't get put over Duke, stuff like that. And he said, well, we're certainly not going to put him over Duke. Is that because it's Coach K's last season? Is that because Duke is a blue blood? Now, here's the deal. If the committee or Lenardi, I know Lenardi's not really the committee, but, I mean, they might as well be in bed together. Who cares? But if somebody was willing to look me in the face and say, Duke absolutely got a better draw than Tennessee because they're a blue blood program, I could at least respect the honesty. I could at least respect that. They're not even they're not even willing to say that. You ask them, or you ask Lenardi, you ask anybody else on the committee, they just sit there and go, blah, 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 blah. They run around about the question. They don't answer it. Nobody's got the cojones to answer it. And it's I I'm I mean, that bothers me. And if you're gonna be an idiot and you're gonna do dumb stuff, you at least have to have the guts to stand there when somebody I mean, consequences come for every action. And if you don't have the guts to sit there and live through the consequences, then don't be doing stupid stuff, okay? Um, I know I went on a little bit of a rant. I had to use a lot of self-control not to use very bad words right there. Um, but I just wish somebody would give me the truth. And, and like I said, you could tell me that Duke got a better draw because they're a blue blood program. I'm not happy about that, but the fact that somebody's willing to give me the truth that that means something to me. Nobody's giving Tennessee fans the truth or Tennessee basketball for that matter. Nobody's giving them the truth and everybody's just running around not answering questions. And now I mean we know what it is and that's fine. Whatever. 
I I'll take the three seed. I think I think it's a pretty good draw for a three seed to be honest. Um, I just the committee. I mean, if if the tournament games and Rick Barnes brought this up, and I love this. Rick Barnes brought up. He said, "You know if." Excuse me. I, I drank some ginger ale this morning. Um, but Rick Barnes said if if the if the games in the tournament aren't going to matter, then the teams that are already locked into the tournament should think about sitting it out. Now, I don't think anybody would actually do that, but the fact that Rick Barnes brought that up and said it, I mean, just throwing that out there, you you know that makes the people that make money off these kids, the NCAA and stuff like that, you know that makes them squirm in their seat whenever they think about teams not playing because they lose out on money, right? So the fact that Rick Barnes just brought it up, I mean, he's just like, he's not actively taking money out of their pockets, but it's like he's he's like, ah, you know, it's like he's jumping at him. He's like, ah, I'm messing with you. But, I mean, the fact he brought it up, I love it. Because you know it made them uncomfortable. It made the NCAA uncomfortable. Um, but I, I think, and, and he also said something else. I, I think he said this. I read this on Reddit. I think Rick Barnes said it, but I don't know for sure. Um, but he said that, somebody said that um, the members of the committee should have to sit out and actually listen or, or answer questions from journalists, media. Um, and he said not just two or three minutes. He said actually sit there and, and answer real questions from media that should be answered. And it's not all about Tennessee. Why is Duke a two seed? Why is Texas A&M not in the game? I had a tweet the other day. I legitimately had to like leave stuff out of the tweet because I was running out of room. There are only so many characters you can put in a tweet, and I was running out of room for all the mistakes that I thought the NCAA made in putting that bracket together. Um, but I, I just think, I, you know, the, the whole thing, the whole process, uh, uh, it needs to be fixed if that's the way it's going to be done because a lot of kids got screwed. A lot of kids got screwed on uh, on Selection Sunday. Um, Texas A&M 100% deserves to be in the, in the big dance. Uh, 100%. Um, but I guess Michigan fans are going to watch TV more than Texas A&M fans. I don't know. That seems ridiculous to me. But why else would it happen? Either way, uh, we got high school sports coming up, and then we're done. Stay right here. All right. Um, the world of high school sports – Last week, um, of course, last week, Creekwood, the, the Lady Red Hawks, uh, they fell in the semifinal round of the TWSAA state tournament. Um, other than that, this week was what everybody was kind of waiting on. Other than basketball, this is the week that everybody was waiting on because baseball and softball start. And Monday, they all got kicked off. I was at the Dixon and Creekwood softball game. Um, whenever those two teams play, I'm going to be there. Whether or I'm working, um, whether it it doesn't matter what sport it is, I, I don't really care. Uh, and I don't care if I'm working the event or not. I, I just love to be at those games 
the kids all know each other. They grew up playing against each other. Those are fun games to watch. I've said that before, and I'll say it every single time they play against each other. Um, but that's where I was at, softball. Dixon, big win. Uh, they came out firing. I think they scored three runs in the first uh, first inning. Y'all are going to have to – I almost said quarter, first quarter right there. So, y'all are going to have to just bear with me until I get into baseball verbiage and softball verbiage. Uh, it, it's going to take me a little bit of time. Um, I, I've been talking so much basketball here lately. So, um, I may say quarter or period or something. But y'all know what I mean. Don't make fun of me or nothing. I mean, you're allowed to. I, I, I may laugh. It's a good joke. I don't care. Um, but uh, Dixon, Dixon scored three runs in the first inning. Uh, I think that was off of at least one, maybe two Creekwood errors, which ah, the crazy thing about that is, I mean, I, I've been watching Creekwood softball for a long time, and, and uh, Nancy Jackson looked like she was about to have a stroke. And I know Coach Jackson. She is one of my favorite people. She is very forward and very upfront. I know, I know exactly what I'm getting when I talk to her. Uh, both of her daughters bowled for Creekwood. Uh, so I, I mean, I knew her younger daughter. I was on the coaching staff when, when her when her younger daughter was there. So I've known Coach Jackson for a long time. Like I said, I I, I do I, I like her, um, but I, I could tell that she was not happy with the performance of the Lady Redhawks Monday night. Um, but I mean, first game, you know. So uh, I guess it's kind of good to figure out what you need to work on and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, Dixon played Montgomery Central Monday. Oh, man, a Harpeth lost to Portland baseball. Harpeth softball beat Northeast. We got, I mean, we got baseball. We got softball everywhere. Um, Tuesday night, um, Creekwood and Sycamore. That's where I'll be uh, at Creekwood for the Creekwood-Sycamore baseball game. And um, let's see. Cheatham, Cheatham had a game last uh, or Monday night. It's hard to keep up with all of it. Yep, I got to get back into – I got to get back into gaming mode because it's everybody's playing. There, there's a million games going on, but uh, baseball, and softball's here, and, and soccer's right around the corner. Uh, it was funny because uh, I text um, the Dixon soccer coach Chris Cardona, who um, was my biology teacher <laughs> in my sophomore year at high school. Um, I just remember the old stories of being in his classroom and not being worth a crap. And I think he was pretty sick of me about 30 minutes into the year. So it's funny now that, um, he's actually really nice to me. I, I try, I, I treat him with respect and, uh, he's, he's actually really nice to me, which is amazing. Cause, um, I know he was sick and tired of me in high school, which I get, I 100% get it. Um, but uh, I sent him a text Monday, and I was like, hey, Coach, can I get schedule on the roster? And, and we kind of talked back and forth for a minute. But um, well, this was a little bit later because when I got to the softball game, I noticed he was out. If you've ever been to Dixon's softball field or their soccer field, you know they're right next to each other. I got to the softball field, and he's out in the middle of the soccer field, and he's got what looks like 150 kids out there. No, no telling what they were doing. It looked like it may have been tryouts. I don't know. Um, but uh, – it was good to see Coach Cardona. Um, I got to get uh, – I've already got uh, the Sycamore soccer stuff from Coach McCullough, so uh, I got to get the rest of the soccer stuff from Creekwood, from Harpeth, and from Cheatham. Um, it's that time of year, though. It's spring. I know we had, like, what, four inches of snow Saturday, Friday night, Saturday, or whatever, um, but it was actually kind of warm outside. I was walking around in shorts and stuff. 
I had to go get a, a long, thin jacket to put over my, my shirt. It, the wind was blowing a little bit. It got to my arms. It was a little cold, but it's officially that time of year, guys. It's baseball and softball and, and soccer season. Um, but a lot of you know I grew up playing baseball. I love baseball. There's just um, – there's absolutely – baseball was my first love. Mom wouldn't let me play football, so uh, she was afraid I'd get hurt. I was bigger than everybody else. And when I say bigger, I don't just mean big. I, like, I was fat. I was a fat little kid. I'd drink like a two-gallon of uh, – or the two-liter of uh, Sprite and, and a whole bag of Doritos every day. I'd sit in front of the TV and watch uh, The Price is Right all day long with my grandmother and eat my weight in Doritos. I was a fat little kid. I'd have been a really good defensive tackle. I, I, don't, I don't know why I never got the chance. But um, I did grow up playing baseball, and it was my first love. Uh, big Braves fan. I mean, that's why we're going to talk Braves here. But um, I, I've always enjoyed. I like it when the coaches, you know, that none of them ever had an issue with me. Kind of like whenever I take photos, just sitting in the dugout, so I'm a little bit closer to the field. Um, I like being in the dugout. It, it reminds me of back when I was younger and good enough to play the game. Um, but uh, it's officially that time of the year again. And, and last year, um, I had. Uh, I missed out on a lot of baseball games. I had some, I had some pretty bad health stuff I was going through that that made it hard to get to baseball games and um, and softball games and soccer games. Uh, I mean, I was, I was pretty scared last year. had had some stuff going on, but uh, lately that's been a lot better. I, I feel a lot better. I'm so ready to get. I, I feel like because of COVID, and then because of my health stuff, I, I've missed out on a lot of baseball and, and softball the last few years. And um, I'm definitely ready to get back out. Even if I'm just going to cover the game and shoot pictures, I'm I'm ready to get back out there on the field myself. Uh, I I missed it. I really did. Um, so I'm excited for it. I hope every one of y'all are excited for it. I'm going to do everything I can to cover all the stuff that's going on in Dixon and Cheatham. But, man, there's a lot of stuff. Never mind the middle schools. Man, the middle schools, it's like – 50 more schools to, to take care of. We're going to – everybody at Main Street Media for Dixon and Cheatham, we just added a, a new guy in, in editing. Um, we're all going to do everything we can to give you all the best covers possible. Uh, I, I know those guys work really hard. The guys and the girls that I work with, they they work really, really hard. Um, I feel like I work hard, and everybody works a lot harder than I do. So we're going to do the best we can to keep you all updated. But um, thanks for checking out Casey's Take today. Braves fan, it's okay. It's okay to be mad about Freddie Freeman. It's okay. But um, I'm going on vacation next week. Y'all aren't getting a Casey's take next week, so watch this one twice. A lot of good information. You may learn something. Uh, But thank y'all. I'll be back in two weeks. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful evening. This has been Casey's Take on Sports with Casey Patrick. Sports reporter for the Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange. Follow him on Twitter at CVP51 and online at MainStreetPreps.com. Casey's Take on Sports is a Main Street Media production.